Good morning, family. This is the third Sunday in Lent, the season that prepares us to travel with Jesus from Galilee to Good Friday. John is our guide this year, and our gospel reading today is from John chapter 4. It's a fairly familiar story about Jesus and his conversation with the woman at the well. Let me read part of it to you. So Jesus came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman? How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews." Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When He comes, He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last Sunday, we heard about Jesus and his conversation with a man named Nicodemus. We talked about how John, in writing his gospel account, used clear and often opposite concepts or ideas, night and day, light and darkness, up and down, heaven and hell, inside and or insider, outside, and outsider. This morning, we'll add a couple more. If you'll remember last week, Nicodemus was the ultimate Jewish insider, male, Pharisee, leader of the nation. But he came to Jesus as an outsider. He didn't understand what Jesus was teaching. 
Well, this morning we have another conversation. This one's a bit different, and I'm sure you'll see the contrasts. In John 4, Jesus talks to a woman, not a man. She's a Samaritan and not a Jew. And John specifically tells us that Jews and Samaritans do not get along. This unnamed woman is the ultimate outsider. As a woman back then, she had no standing in the culture. She was the wrong religion. And her marital status underscores her outsider status, doesn't it? So we have this contrast in conversations. Nicodemus, the Jewish man by night, and an unnamed Samaritan woman at noon. Notice that the insider comes to Jesus, but Jesus goes to the outsider. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he didn't say very much. He repeated the same question over and over, how can this be? But when the Samaritan woman converses with Jesus, she engages him in a lively conversation about living water. Now, I'm an insider. I've always been in church. I was born on a Sunday, and seven days later, I was in church. In fact, I can't remember a time when I wasn't a Christian. Before my father became a pastor, he was the music leader. My mother played the organ or the piano. I'm an insider. But it's interesting to note that the Gospels are not oriented to people like me. That doesn't mean there's nothing in the Gospels for me. There certainly is. But in the Gospels, Jesus very clearly leans toward outsiders. He reaches to them. He goes to them. He favors them. He hangs out with them. And that gets him into trouble. This man eats and drinks with sinners, they accused. And Jesus replied, I came to seek and to save the lost. And that's what we see Jesus doing here in John chapter 4. He seeks out and engages an outsider. Are you like me? Are you an insider? Or are you an outsider? Sadly, outsiders are sometimes made to feel inadequate, second-rate, marginalized by us insiders. Which is strange since, as I just said, the gospel bends over backwards to show us that Jesus seeks out and leans toward and reaches to outsiders. In fact, I think it's fair to say that a church can be judged by how many outsiders it gathers on a Sunday morning. If, when we gather for worship, we have nothing but people like me, insiders, then we are not the church that Jesus gathers because Jesus has decided to tilt toward the outsider. If you're an outsider, here's the good news. Jesus often does better with outsiders than with insiders. Insiders like to think they've got God all figured out. So we seek Jesus on our terms. Outsiders don't even pretend to know how God works or what he's like. Jesus finds them where they are. Here's what I want you to hear. Wherever you are, inside or out, whoever you are, insider or outsider, Jesus has found you. He came to engage you. He knows you. He knows where you are. He has found you. To us insiders, he gives a challenge, prods us, sometimes confuses us, and pushes us off balance so that we are forced to journey with him toward new understandings and new experiences of faith. 
Isn't that what Lent is for? He reminds us that we are on a journey with him, and we have not reached the destination, at least not yet. But to the outsiders, he gives welcome. He gives conversation, encouragement. He embraces them. He, he gives outsiders a new identity, a new place, and a new way to live, and a new way to love. Where do you find yourself today? Would you call yourself an insider or an outsider? Know that today's gospel, the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, is a reminder that wherever you are, Jesus has found you. He calls to you. He wants to talk with you. So enjoy the conversation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus who comes to us, seeks us out, engages us, befriends us. Thank you that we don't have to be insiders to be friends with you. There's a lot of confusion and worry in our world today. May we who are insiders be ever mindful of those who are outsiders. May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those who are vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working at home or from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health and paying the rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools close remember those who have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time, when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to one another. And now, using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with confidence the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. We'll keep tabs on the coronavirus situation and let you know uh, if and when we'll meet again. In the meantime, keep washing your hands with soap and hot water. Now receive these words of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give to you his peace. Amen. Amen.